I operate this podcast with the belief that you are wrong most of the time and that Mike is wrong a fair amount of the time. So you're, you're uh, what right you one. just said I, I, I remind me of something. I saw this quote, uh, belief is the death of intelligence. And I'm like, yeah, there might be some truth to that. I believe there is truth to that. Oh, no. Yeah, there well. you go. You just wrecked yourself. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, the podcast that is at the center of the podcasting universe. My name is Crofton Steers. I am one of your three affable hosts, ready to guide this journey of conversation and delight. Uh, With me, as are with me every week, first off is the Watson to my homes. I'm talking, of course, about Mike Hodgins. Mike, welcome to the show. Good day. I'm all revved up today. That's Ready awesome. Save it, buddy. Save it. Also, and always rev- revved up is the Lestrade to Mike and my homes in Watson. Uh, the bumbling but efficient Bo Schwartz. Bo, hello. How are you? I'm good. Uh, sorry for all the bumbling. Um, am I? Did you say inefficient? No, efficient. You remain efficient. You're just not as good as that. That is like a wonder of the world to be both bumbling and efficient, right? Uh, Who gets to to be Moriarty? But I don't know who you're talking about. Who's, what is it, Lissandra? Lestrade. He's like the police chief guy. Oh, oh, man. Why don't you, like, call me Moriarty? Sure, Bo, you're Moriarty. Are you <laughs> you're now? evil hey, so, and looking to destroy things. Better yet, you're Mycroft. You can be my brother. Yeah, Mycroft. That's all. Actually, you should be Mycroft because your name's Crofton. That actually makes logical sense, but I'm still Sherlock. Um, he just wants yeah. his name on the title of whatever thing he's analogizing. Yeah, he's just like, I'm the best. The reality of the analogy doesn't matter so long as he's front and center. That's okay, pretty this much... Is- that's pretty much You're accurate. You're a total micro. You are a total I introduce micro. the show, I always bring up some sort of comparison to pop culture or famous characters. It's sort of my thing. And then we spend maybe 20 to 25 minutes talking about it before we roll into a random topic. So we could do that this time or we could just roll into a random topic. That's such a Mycroft thing to say. <laughs> and I'll just go along because that's what Watson would do. So yeah, let's do a random topic. Very good, John. Follow me. I put explosives underneath both of your chairs, and only I know the secret way to uh, disable them. Have fun, Sherlock. <laughs> is that is that what the Moriarty? You're is? the yeah. worst Lestrade ever. <laughs> All right. So, do you remember that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Oh where... my god! Okay, so see, this is how it's, <laughs> the preamble takes so long. Mike tells us we take too long in preambles, and then in the preamble, he's like. Hey, did you guys see this episode of CBC Ideas? And then Look, I could have already over. told the anecdote about Star Trek, but now I'll just get stop because no, no, Bowen. No, no, you got to tell us now. You have to just, I'm going to be disciplined and not try to respond to it too much. So go. No, no, uh, no, I'm not saying it. No one will ever yeah, know because I had to rant. I'll Let's say go. it. I'll say it for you. Picard says something wise. Everybody agrees. Ha 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 ha! Star Trek. Nah, it wasn't really that, but yeah, <laughs> it was random topic. Enough. Machine's ready to go. I, okay, right. so at the end, can you tell us then if there's enough time? No. <laughs> <laughs> he is in fine form. 
<coughs> I will use my deduction skills to deduce. Yeah. Um, the topic today is circuses, or the circus, I guess. Hmm. Um, what's the song? Isn't there a song associated with the circus? Okay, nice. Great job, Mike. That was awesome. Um, yeah, circuses. It's funny because I want my brain immediately wanted to be like an elitist and say it's circi, but that's of course incorrect. It is circuses. And my brain is messed up, man. Um I haven't been to a circus in what feels like forever. Definitely seen depictions in films and movies, but uh, first time. So you have been to one when I was a kid, but I have been, and we're not counting Cirque du Soleil, right? It's like called Cirque, but that's not a well. Circus. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Should, I, I think we should. I mean, I have an, a little enough to talk about as it is okay. with regards to circuses, and I have been to Cirque du Soleil, Just where I don't it. think I've ever been to a regular. There's circus. no elephants at the Cirque du Soleil, right? Well, no, there's no, no. And well, it, it depends on the show. I think there's some that have elephants, isn't there? Really? No, I think there's some that have. Horses, maybe. <laughs> All those animals are the same. The no, right, but I'll I look think, it up. But th- this is a very pertinent point, and to jump to some of my thoughts about circuses, because initially when I hear it and I think traditional circus, I'd be like, oh man, those are for sure bad. Because they're basically like horrible animal exploitation sort of traveling shows that sort of were human exploitation back in the day freak shows and stuff yeah well that too you know so there's that kind of circus if we like lump in and maybe this is what makes it difficult if we lump in Cirque du Soleil which is like a modern circus which I think has ethical standards uh it makes it a more difficult topic to 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 rate I will say that yeah, it does, but it, I think it. I think it should be because, like, circuses are are always and have always been about entertaining an audience, right? Like they're they're not so far removed from uh, theater. And now you see these things like um, I was I was invited to go. It's funny, our friend Breck went to uh, a circus of sorts recently, and I was invited to go. I I wasn't able to go, but it was it's called the. Uh, the nitro circus or something and it's it's like a circus except all the it's all stunts with nitrous and stuff like Like motorbikes and stuff that do flips but but do flips through hoops that are on fire a la circus you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of circus tropes but used in conjunction and these the the thing about circus is is that they're often based on on either sort of not I, I don't want to say freak shows, but like showing you something unusual, like showing someone who's never seen an elephant an elephant before, or stunts like or cr- crazy baby. stunts and acrobats and and you know lion tamers and people uh, dancing on the back of a, a a horse while riding it or whatever. Those are all those are all they're circus stunts, but they are stunts. So I I think of it as like a as sort of an entertainment show with a mix of a mix of stunts and 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 sort of the unusual or something like to that effect. Yeah, I feel like I associate um, circuses with you know spectacle with like 
if you think because you you know made the link to theater and yes there is it is a place usually an interior place with seats and a stage and a presentation of some kind that an audience as a community witnesses i would say in theater you either get a lot of music or you get a lot of dramatic work where like i feel like the circus the 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 star of the show is spectacle right it's like oh my god can you believe what you saw i got to see an elephant or i got to see a guy do um i mean i don't really remember it like high wire work or um acrobatic business um and freaks and clowns we have we've gotten this far in circus talk and not talked about the clowns <laughs> you know honk their nose and drive in tiny little cars and like fight with each other and, and provide a lot of comedy and that's certainly not spectacle although their makeup is very flamboyant that's actually well, it's part of spectacle it's kind of but it's like it's a comedic dramatic work that relies a lot on physical yeah but i guess there's I a lot of see... physicality to it as opposed yeah i think to, it's pretty know. spectacle though like it's yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no i think it fits in with what you're saying is okay. what i'm saying yeah so like um I think that uh, uh, circuses, on, on the whole, seem like kind of a great thing. If you think about a community that, that doesn't have TV, the idea of, you know, basically it's reality TV for people before reality TV existed, which is like, come see real things you didn't believe existed and feats of strength and agility that, that you would never believe possible. Uh, give us the money and come enjoy all the things there are to see. So, I don't know. It, it sounds like fun. Circuses have... have are we going to get into the ethical issues behind circuses? Well, I think we... Because, like, when it when it first comes up, what instantly pops into my head is, like, old school circus. Like, Ringling Brothers or... Um, what's... Shriners. Yeah, the Shriners. I went to that one as a kid. Um, that may have been the one I went to, too. I, I think of, know. like, you know, Dumbo. You know, the... Aw, Dumbo. But those, like the traditional circus, um, those things are horrible, and they're often like subject to protest and boycott when they when they go around because things like uh, because the animal cruelty, uh, and you'll hear you know both sides of the, of the story on, on this. People say, "Oh, we treat the animals really well." You know, their performers are treated like celebrities, blah blah blah. And other people that are like, "Like a bear is not supposed to juggle balancing on a ball. It's not what a bear wants to do. It's, it's like it's demeaning to the animal." And as much as you think you're treating it well, these are wild animals. They, it's an animal abuse, and I, I tend to agree with that. And then. And, and and the animal component of those circuses was big. Like it was, you know, you'd have the trapeze and stuff, but there's always be elephants doing stuff, you know, standing on one leg. Or, and, and often the, they'll get, uh, the animals will get injured and have to be put down or all, all kinds of things. There's, so there's huge ethical issues with that. And and then, of course, the, this, the sideshow aspect, which is also pretty demeaning in a modern context. <laughs> Think about like, hey, look at this person has some kind of problem. Let's all laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or point and stare, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's ridiculous when you think about it. But then, so I was going to be like, okay, these things are, are, are bad. But the reality is with, are, is that the, the traditional circus is like a, is like a vestigial organ of past times, right? Where people were, didn't care about animals. They're like, oh, look, that elephant died. Oh, it's interesting. And I don't care about animals. And I do want to point laugh at weird people because, People were ruder back then. There wasn't like the sensitivities that there are today. Uh, so 
uh, I think they're reflections of like a bygone era and those old school circuses are like they don't have a place anymore. But the new style circuses, and this is what makes it harder, are, are like they do fit our time. You know, they are entertaining. They are spectacle. They are exciting and different. And you go to see them and you're like, wow. And they don't have those issues that the old school circus has, but yet those things still exist. Yeah, the old school. things like and clowns and, and jugglers, like that's cool. That's not demeaning anyone. It's a skill that people practice. Right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, see, I was going to say that uh, Mike touches on an interesting element here, which is the fact that these these old circuses are, are sort of a product of a time period. And, and I think to a certain degree, they're romanticized. There's lots of uh, pop culture. We talked about Dumbo, but even now um, on HBO had a show that they ran for a while uh, on sort of like freak shows and circuses. And I think the American Horror Story did, did freak shows and circuses. I've seen circuses appear in many other different TV shows, even if it's for a one-off episode or something along those lines. Um, and there, you, you know, there are movies. I think Water for Elephants a few years ago was one that was set in a circus. Um, but what what I do think, to echo Mike's point, is that these these things were uh, entertainment in a time where entertainment was more sparse than it is today. We live in an era where in our houses we have movie stores that can de- deliver films on demand, video game stores, bookstores that we're allowing into our house that immediately give us entertainment directly to our eyeballs. And we see special effects in films that will just blow out of the water anything that you would see in real life because they're artificially made or what have you. Um, and uh, But once upon a time, none of that existed and you 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 were limited very much on what you could do uh, in terms of entertainment and the circus would be a traveling circus and when it would arrive in your town or location this would be this would be a huge event and yeah like animal cruelty and that sort of stuff wasn't as as, as a forefront an issue as it is now but uh but if you transport yourself to that time it it would like the excitement of the circus being in town, the magic that comes with that, like how how people would be so excited. Now we're jaded. Now we're like, oh, whatever. And Cirque du Soleil gets by that somehow by being almost like more crazy, more over the top, more uh, more complicated stunt work, um, and and, uh, and also m- more artistry as well. So I would say that's sort of how they've kept up. They've made themselves must must see in an era where there's lots of competing entertainment. Yeah. Well, I just I just went to a Cirque du Soleil, the Soleil thing like, I don't know, 2 months ago or something. It, it was it ha- and it was, it was interesting because they set up they have like a big top, well, or big tent, more like a giant yurt actually is what theirs was like. And it was set up sort of near my house at this um whatever, at this place called Lansdowne, which has some public grounds, and it was set up there behind this building. I didn't know it was there. It was there for like a month. And then one day I walked around. I was like, hey, there's like a big tent over there. And then and then uh, my wife and I thought like, ah, we should go. And uh, and someone had seen it. So we, so we went, and it was an adult-themed um, – uh, you know, circus. So it had like, like there was like full frontal nudity in it, and it was the jokes were quite rude. And uh, but, and, and it was a very small scale. So like the the stage people performed on was was really small. Like I don't know, it was maybe an eight foot circle. It was small. 
But then you go there and you watch these people do these things that just blow your mind where you're like, how are humans capable of these things? So it was such a simple thing and it's this tent, you know, this really small stage and you're just like, oh, it's people performing and we're in the era of, you know, movies and uh, crazy special effects and all this stuff. But there's something still really amazing about watching someone do something that you are so far from being able to do. Like one of them was this guy laid on his back and put his feet up in the air and this is an old act uh, i mean it's in traditional circuits too and then a small another smaller guy kind of just essentially does like double flips and stuff and they land on each other's feet it it was amazing i was like how is it possible that people can do this stuff so i left that circus being like wow that was super cool really impressive and i haven't seen like anything like that in a long time and it, and it was live which was it, really neat yeah, like they were performing say, for us i wanted to ask do you think uh, it impacted you more because it wasn't like you can see you can go to youtube and find that and watch it but it impacted you differently because it was a live it definitely did there was this one bit at the end where this guy did this um and i had seen a youtube video of the same act and different person doing it this really neat kind of artistic thing where he starts with a feather balanced on his finger and then he balances the feather on a stick and then he takes a bigger stick and balances that stick on it and eventually he's got this like huge like 15 foot long stick with this jolly sticks balanced it's it's amazing and i had seen a video of it and i remember watching the video and being like wow that's cool but to see it live where this guy's doing this and you're like oh man is he gonna screw up there's all these people here and he's on such a small stage and holding these things and they're like hanging out over the audience i'm like if someone blew on that because the big trick at the end is he removes a feather and then the whole pile of sticks all falls to the ground it was a really impressive thing but to see it live was what was much more interesting than to watch a video because with a video you know it's like someone puts the best take up but to watch something live you're like these people are doing this now and they're probably like the pressure's on you know uh they're clearly masters of their arts too but it's very impressive and there'd be little mistakes that you'd see happen and that um but it doesn't detract from the skill that these performers had and there was no element of like they didn't like bring in some like crying bear at one point to make us all feel bad about ourselves they just didn't use the animals right it's just humans who have trained themselves and it was really amazing well even even on that front with you know it's humans doing these things you saw little mistakes big mistakes do happen they have this is a dangerous profession for many of these people um you know like statistically the odds may be very low given the way that they practice or rehearse their their acts but they are stunts even the acrobatic and gymnastic stuff there is a there's got to be a margin for error right in, in these there's stunts. yeah absolutely those those some of those stunts are crazy especially the high wired acts like um and it, it, Cirque du Soleil has has a, a big training facility, right? And they, um, in which they train acrobats and stuff. But I guarantee you, there's been tons of fatalities. Just look at uh, Dick Grayson's parents; both died. He became Robin. Everybody knows that. Uh, Hell, Batman. So, or you could I'm, say the I'm, Flying Walendas as an actual family. I'm glad they all, we opened with a lot fiction. of them died. <laughs> the Flying The Flying Graysons was the family I was thinking of, but yeah, that, except that's they a, don't exist. But the Flying well, Willendas. not anymore. You're not very sensitive, but that's fine. <laughs> I like I, you get ten on ten crafted for committing to the bit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> imaginary world and real world. I kind of no, don't no, really. He's trolling you though. Can't tease you, them you, apart. You see, you so, see. who are these Walendas? I don't know them. They're not. You never heard of the Flying Walendas? A lot of them died doing high wire acts. They they did think they were were a high wire act. Um, 
family, uh, a circus family. So there, there was a lot of them, and they would do these things sometimes where they'd go up on a high wire, and someone would. <laughs> Like it sounds crazy, but it'd be like one person's on the wire with like chairs on their shoulders, and then you have essentially five people piled up on top of the one person on the high wire. It's crazy, but of course, one time it all collapsed in a performance, and a couple of them died because they didn't use you know like so it does happen. But considering the fact that that family is well known, and there's still some Walendas practicing today that are doing. I think one of them walked across the Grand Canyon on a tightrope recently. With a big stick, and, and uh, yeah, a lot of them have died doing it. But you know, they've also done it for years. It's kind of one of those things where, like, you you practice to perfection. The longer you do it, yeah, there's a chance of error. But construction workers fall off scaffolding and kill themselves now and then. You know, it, it's just a lot of lines of work have risks involved, and and I I don't think the risks they're maybe a bit higher there, but I think they do them. You know, they they think about the risks. They're not just taking blind risks, right? They're no, professionals. It, it's just it's just when you're when you're putting together a column like it's entertainment versus the scaffolding example of somebody building something you're assuming for necessary reasons, whereas one is the other is entertainment. So whenever lives are endangered for entertainment, be it um, the performer realizing it or not, uh, it, it's something to add in a column when you're putting together a verdict like this. You know, animal cruelty. Well, that's not a good thing. People dying. Well, that's not a good thing. I'll put that in my my against. I guess so, but column. it's clearly like. I mean, I think the thing with animals is that no animal is like. Oh, I'd love to join a circus. It's like some human goes and takes them and forces them to do it. Uh, and but you know, people want to join the circus. It's a dream of people. Are those two Carnies. guys with the tigers? Are are they circus people, or are they considered like magicians? Uh, the two the, Vegas guys. What's their name? Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, yeah. Are they, are they magicians or circus well, entertainers? One of them got almost killed by that. Right, one of yeah. those tigers. So they're notorious for their tigers, and but I but they're don't... not. Yeah, you're right. They're magicians, and the tigers are more like a mascot type thing that they have. Okay. That occasionally maul one of one of you almost to death. Okay. Uh, obviously. Although I would, is magic are magicians a part of? Like, I know there's magician Sometimes. magicians, and they have their own deals, and they don't. They're not circus. Like they're only well, going to see a magician. But I mean, the, are they the a part of in general? Is like a variety act, right? It's like there's lots of different things happening. There's it's almost like, I mean, I don't really know what vaudeville, but I assume it's more. It's like that. Like there is, and again, this recent circus I went to had singing, comedy. Um, you know, amazing physical feats. It it was a variety, like, and I think that that's how it was. Even the old school circuses are like that too. You got animal acts, you know, magic acts, humorous clowns. It's like you know a lot of different stuff. Have you guys ever seen the movie Big Fish? It's a Tim Burton movie. I did, yeah. Right. Yes. It, in that movie, the, the the concept of it is that this it, a lot of it's being told in flashbacks by this father to his son, and it. The, you, it's the unreliable narrator in the sense that the father is is lying in many of the stories, um, but everything he says is sort of in the flashback is presented with like a golden luster, a sort of a sheen or whatever. And much of the events take place in uh, in a circus or around you know with with folk from the circus and that. And um, it, I find that romantic idea of a circus appeals to me a lot. And it's the same with sort of – it's like nostalgia except for something that you didn't experience. 
um, in the same way that like maybe going to uh, an exhibit where they do a mock uh, a mock 1950s town and even though you didn't grow up in the 50s you're like wow this is crazy or like I've the seen- old west yeah old exactly west. the old that's a great example well the circus appeals to me in that same way like in that it tugs on my sort of like uh um on my heartstrings even though i have, don't have any personal other than like Cirque du Soleil and a couple of i saw a regular circus when i was a kid a couple of examples that really didn't leave a killer impression on me but it's based on sort of the pop culture tropes, it feels like a part of our – the circus is like a part of our collective imagination. And that that appeals to me even though I, I can't decide if I'm wrong for letting it appeal to me, you know, if I've been brainwashed somehow. Well, I, I don't know. There is there, there is an appeal to it. I mean it, also the, there's like a kind of – Maybe um, you know symbols associated with the circus. Uh, uh, you hear people that you know the term run off and join the circus. It's like this escape. It's like it's like this. People that live in the circus don't live like the rest of us. They have this freedom. They enjoy this lifestyle that the rest of us can't ever enjoy. And I feel like that that's kind of attached to this like nostalgic. Uh, view of the circus too it's this, it's just it's like it's like it exists in a fantasy realm uh and, and we often think of it as you know the certain era of time like the 1920s or i don't know something like that like uh, pt barnum and and stuff and in that kind of era um and you know it's interesting we talked a little bit about them being vi- uh, vestiges of the past and the kind of exploitation that went along and uh, with those times of animals and you know people with disabilities or uh, but the other interesting I guess way to look at that is that you'll see sometimes documentaries about people who were in the quote freak show of the um, you know back in the day and and that some of these people that had these problems were able to make a living because of the circus. And you might say like, oh, but they're being exploited. But but in that era, they might not have been able to make a living any other way because there was there was all kinds of discrimination for their disabilities in having regular employment. So the circus offered them another way to 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 be able to support themselves. And and I guess that is a positive and it's it seems a bit weird and exploitative, but it was a product of its time in which those people could support themselves where they otherwise couldn't. So that's, and, again... And now they have uh, shows on TLC instead of being part of the circus, you know. Or they're, they're yeah, well, you know, you got to like, make they do have somehow. Other, they, people who have disabilities leverage them in different ways. It's still a freak show. I mean, for all intents and purposes, when the show is like... Uh, I'm five thousand pounds and can't get out of bed, and that's a TV series on TLC. That's that's <laughs> that's freak show television. That's the, you're watching. To, it's to true, see bro. The thing. Yeah. What happened to you, TLC? You used it, to have substance. I don't think it ever did. I think we've sort of no. It did when I was a kid. It, it was like nature shows and stuff, but now yeah. it's gone. Um, but but that's an astute point, Bo. Like uh, honestly, that that freak show element has now um, gone to to reality television and. Uh, uh, it, it, I feel bad for people for, in a way, although they're letting themselves sort of be exploited. But like, I think TLC has a show on midgets called Little People, Big World, or something along those lines. And um, I'm I'm not not to demean anybody in that show. They they're clearly getting paid a lot of money, but it is it is like they are 
uh, engaging in the same circus-like freak show habits that have been uh, have been popular for generations. Um, and that's not the element of the circus that really interested me, like the bearded lady and all that sort of stuff. It's it's really uh, it, my romantic ideal. The the fantasy that Mike touched on was sitting in like a giant tent. And and seeing um, uh, a trapeze walker, or whatever, somebody uh, um, standing on a horse, or 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 even the lion tamer, um, those are sort of that's the sort of you know romantic circus that exists in my mind. That whole carnival freak show circus never never really appealed to me and seems cruel. Yeah, I think it. I think it's. It's hard. It's it's one of those things that has to do with your attitude about things, and I feel like more and more as I get older, and as we all get older in this generation, we think more and more along those lines of, you know, um, uh, feeling compassion for other people, and we think about race, class, and gender, even if we're not that well informed about it. That conversation just generally is out there more and more. Whereas, like, I know when I was, even when I was a kid, it'd just be like, what are you talking about, feminist crap? Like, no one gives a crap about that or, or you know, uh, animal animals are just animals. Like, it's fine that we use them for tricks. Like, we're the masters of the, the earth, of the universe we know. Like, we're using them. There's nothing morally wrong with that. And there are still people who think that, plenty of them, and we still have lots of work to do. But There are, there are all sorts of voice clips I could I could steal out of there. <laughs> oh, did I say a lot of... Take out of context. Yeah, take out of context. If both ever runs for office, I've, I've got to remember, write this episode down. Circuses. <laughs> I need to... <laughs> it is funny to think about the like the lion tamer when you think about what it's like a guy he's like okay i'm gonna tame these lions you're like oh look look at this and then the lion comes out and he has a whip in his hand and a chair and he's like jamming the chair in the lion's face and whipping it with a whip (laughs) you're like amazing (laughs) he's 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 a lion man beating an animal (laughs) like stuff i'm like why is that why is that impressive the the king of the jungle they the, should have like the, the dog of the tamer. This guy just comes out and beats a dog until it squeals, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, he tamed <laughs> the, the, the new dog." dog. No, that is impressive. That's what he's doing. That'd be a show on it, TLC, you know? the dog tamer, and he just beats the dogs until they fight <laughs> back. Like, think about it. anyway. Okay, I'm ready for a verdict on this thing. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't have much more to add either, which seems unfortunate, but um, that's the deal, Crofton. No, no, let's do verdicts, man. All right, they don't well, all have to be two-hour episodes. Well, I like how we were talking about animal exploitation when we've exploited a whole bunch of here. But... It's true that our show is comprised entirely of, of sound clips of animals. Um, you Taken from the public domain, so I have no idea on how well or poorly those animals were treated <laughs> you know from the sound clips let's just order in the court and i don't know if they're grain fred or not okay i'm gonna go first um because i feel like i did a 180 on this one as we talked about it when it when this first came up i was like oh circuses are bad because i was just thinking about like the animal exploitation angle of it um but 
I, I do think that that is just a – and there's lots of things like this in our society, a slow-to-change aspect of something, something that's an institution and it hasn't caught up with the times. And I think that Cirque du Soleil is an example of a circus that has caught up with the times. Um, it's sensitive to the right things and it appeals to people in a way that doesn't also offend our modern sensibilities as the old school circus does. I think those things should go away. I don't think we need to see element, elephants and lions be whipped for a pleasure anymore. Uh, I'd rather watch some hipster do some backflips. It works out better. So in the end, I, I, I think I have to come down on circuses are good. I think it's neat to have – we don't have a lot of variety shows and live entertainment in general I think is l- less – we have less access to it than we used to, so I like the fact that there are things like Cirque du Soleil that still go around, and I think other circuses which are trying to put more ethical standards in, I think they're trying. Still some room to grow there. But I do think they're good things. They're entertaining. They're interesting, and some of them just need to get with the times. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, I'll jump in, and I pretty much agree with everything Mike said that, you know, uh, it's tempting to want to take a big dump all over elephant-sized dump all over circuses because of the ob- what seems obvious today to us um, bad things that have to do with circuses like you know marginalizing freaks and and people that are different and treating animals poorly. But um, I think I think that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. An expression I say often on the show. Um, I think there is a way to have that communal. Um, experience of seeing people do amazing things in a nice setting that inspires awe. So I'm going to say that uh, we should continue to have these traditions and that circuses are good. Well, um, man, I agree with both of you guys. I sort of, I sort of started this. Sh- this episode with and it's bad to do this on the show folks don't ever do what i'm about to tell you but with with a an ulterior motive in that i'm on a i'm on a multi bullshit streak right now um i have multi episodes in a row where i've said bullshit and uh, i was sort of thinking you know today whatever comes up i'm going to i'm going to break that streak um and and i, I won't I won't do the bullshit. And then circuses came up and I was like, well, you know, I, I sort of like circuses. I have these romantic ideas of circuses and that sort of thing. And I agree with pretty much everything Bo and Mike said. But uh, at the same time, there is – there. first off, I haven't been to see many circuses, nor have I really been drawn out to wanting to see them. And I, it's not that I, I, I lay that – lack of appeal at the at the foot of circuses sometimes i'm just a homebody what do you want but at the same point i'm not super emotionally attached i haven't had these blissful moments at the circus where i'm like oh man the circus is so amazing so i can only i can only revel in what pop culture has sort of indoctrinated me with so that leaves me with all the other stuff that these guys mentioned stuff like uh the the animal uh, animal treatment and while it's improved there's still protests outside the shriner circus um there's still uh a lot of uh, of room to grow we talked about theme parks uh on this show and when we did we, we called out sea world in the same way, many circuses um, deal with these sort of things, and they should be called out as well. 
Uh, also, uh, I, I just uh, the com- combination of those sort of claims of the fact that they, they there's animal issues that still uh, exist, maybe human issues that still exist or did exist previously, combined with my g- general lack of interest in in going to or attending a circus, makes me feel that it's kind of bullshitty. Um, much in the same way, like I said, acting on the show was bullshit. I definitely feel like I watch more acting than I do circuses. So in the end, I'm going to have to continue my bullshit run and say circuses are bullshit. Man, that verdict was bullshit. <laughs> it was. That was contrived, man. You wanted your no, streak to live. It wasn't contrived. No, I wanted my streak to I, die. It wasn't contrived. It just felt like... You know, just a little all over the place. I think you're maybe going to want to think about this one a little more, and you're going to just for just for saying stuff like "I love the circus." I have this like misty watercolored view of the circus, and then to give it bullshit. Well, I will. I will say that my verdicts are the ones picked apart the most by other people once they've been (laughs) delivered. So I have to say that I do somehow touch on a nerve in in. Or, or maybe you should do some reflecting about the quality of your verdict. I don't think so. I have an mass amount of Croftaholics that would disagree with you. It's true. Crofton is the star of the show. Even though there's three co-hosts, he's the one that gets the most attention by far. I'm the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. If you want to be a Croftaholic, you can listen to all episodes of Good, Bad, or Bullshit. I'm in every single one of them. Uh, you can go to goodbadbull.com. Uh, we'd also ask that you follow us on Twitter, at goodbadbull. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we hope that you give us a great review. You can do that on all those fancy little stores and stuff. We look for the the five stars. Unlike the circus, we're not bullshit around here. Um, and uh, and yeah, you can uh, you can also go on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We share all new episodes there. Uh, Facebook.com slash goodbadbull. And um, if you want to follow each of uh, the merry men individually, you can follow first. You can follow uh, Watson. Um, that's Michael Hodgins on the internet. I think Mike, are you still on the internet? Merry men? No, I'm. I'll be Little John. Oh no, we're not switching. I'm gonna say. Oh, can be Friar Tuck. <laughs> oh God, well, I was gonna there, use Governor. that next time. Hey, you get to be Robin Hood. That's all right. Sweet deal. Yeah, Kevin I like Cost- to have a big the Kevin Costner Robin Hood though. <laughs> What? The Kevin Costner, Robin. Yeah, you're the Kevin Costner one for sure. <laughs> That's good because I can't do a British accent. It's true. So where uh, where can people reach you? In uh, Nottingham Forest, of course. <laughs> By Raven. Or on the Twitter at ML Hodges. Oh, and Friar Tuck. Uh, you can find me at the Wench and Widget, uh, just Drinking. outside of Nottingham Palace. Drinking, uh, what do they call that stuff? A Mead. Mule? Mead. Drinking mead, my good man. Also he, on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. But I don't know what Twitter is. That's just hey, he's what doing a German told. accent, everyone. Is that German? I, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's bad. It's a bad, yeah. Bad and German. Tully Ho, Robin Hood, where can we find you? And you can shoot a bullseye and find me at Kevin Robin Austin. Hood at... <laughs> Crofted Steers on Twitter. Michael, this episode wrapped up soon. Do you want to finish your Star Trek The Next Generation remark? <laughs> no, the moment has passed, I think. Ah! We, we accelerated this episode primarily to hear that reference. Crofted and I are not going to be able to sleep tonight wondering. 
Well, Bo, you must know it. You've watched every episode like four times. Yeah, but I I forget the context. It's the one where Data likes to pretend he's Sherlock Holmes and then goes into the... yes. And then he asks the computer... And and, um, wait, Jordy LaForge is Watson, right? Yes, Jordy, of course. (laughs) Jordy. And Data goes, why, elementary, my dear Watson. (laughs) And then he asks the computer to make a Moriarty capable of defeating him. Yes. There's two episodes, actually. And then it gains sentience. And then I was like, so that's how... There's no sentience before in computers until someone asked the computer to make something sentient. It was like, okay, I'll just make it. But it was so smart, it it managed to get out of the holodeck. And that was the deal, that it was actually endangering the Enterprise. Yeah, there was a sequel, too. Yep. And the way that they solved it, spoiler, the show is old, and I'm about to spoil it, so stop listening if it is. The way they solved it is they, they, they fabricated a hologram like of Moriarty winning. But then they secretly put him on like a little disc and it was like a virtual simulation on a little disc that he had left the Enterprise. And as far as we know, he's still traveling the universe simulated no, no. in that little No, he came disc. back from that one. That was oh, how that's it... the one he came back from? Yeah, because he figured it oh out. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's made Marion. And you're Robin Hood, so you guys have to have My a love scene together. My bosom is frothing for you, good sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever happened to Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio anyway? She was awesome. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.